Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno Shoemaker, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA, and this is the show where we bring you the latest news impacting the business and accounting world from top experts. For many busy professionals, work-life integration is a constant struggle, but according to the book, The Freedom Formula, how to succeed in business without sacrificing your family, health, or life, it doesn't have to be. The book was written by David Finkel, the CEO of Maui Mastermind, a business consulting group, and covers how professionals can make the best use of their time and succeed in their careers. I spoke with Gwen Walker, an advisor at Maui Mastermind, about the Freedom Formula, and we discussed the benefits of working smarter and not harder, how professionals can embrace this mindset, how to convince others, and more. Here's what Gwen had to say. The Freedom Formula is it's a detailed blueprint to create maximum value for your company without having to work nights, weekends, or while on vacation. Um, being a successful company, having a career doesn't have to mean you have to sacrifice your, your family or your life or your health. Um, most of us are checking the email the minute we lift our head off the pillow in the morning. Um, we're bringing work with us on vacation. We're looking at our smartphones during family dinners. You know, we're taking business calls and texts at our kids' sports games, and it's like we're forced to make a choice between your company, you know, and your life, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. In this book, David is helping you operationalize working smarter, but not harder. Um, in the freedom formula, the first, it's kind of broken up into two halves. The first half is about how can you individually as a business person create more value in less time? And then the second half of the book is how do you get your staff and the rest of your team to be living in the value economy? How do you get them to operationalize working smarter? Um, so first half of the book is about you as an individual. Second half is about how do you get your team to do the same thing? And then when you get both halves of the equation done, that's how you can see doubling, tripling profit over a 12 to 36 month period, simply by making, you know, smarter, better choices for the business. And Gwen, I think what you just described, you know, people working kind of at all hours of the day past what, you know, most people consider the typical eight to five um, is so common for so many professionals. Why do you think so many people find themselves in that situation where they think, you know, working harder and working all the time is the answer to success? Yeah, it's so true. And we do find ourselves doing that. And, and there, there's a guiding principle that we use when we work with a client. And it, it's important to focus on value created, not about time served. Um, this goes for the owner of the business. And then the owner models this for his or her staff. So when you're out there, whether you have a, a one team member business or you have a hundred team member business or firm, um, they're recognizing that they're on the payroll, not just to put in hours and effort, but really to be there to create value. Um, to, to grow your firm the way you want, you need to focus on less, but what you focus on must matter more. So it's not about more, more hours, more effort, more control. Rather, it's about better, meaning better choices, better focus, better alignment. Um, and then you need to find what we call your limiting factor. Um, and that is what is currently your company's single biggest constraint to growth. Um, what's, what's the one ingredient that if you had more of it 
would help your business grow the most. Um, the more precisely you can identify your limiting factor, the easier it is to push it back. And um, in the book, The Freedom Formula in chapter three, we, we have a tool called the sweet spot analysis. And that really helps you clarify precisely what your limiting factor is. And I love that phrase that you just used. It's about value created, not time served, which I think, especially during the pandemic, a lot of people can appreciate because they've been working from home where, you know, managers can't physically see you in the office. Your team isn't, you know, popping by your desk to talk to you, but you're still creating value even when, you know, working remotely. So can you tell me, how do you embrace this if everyone around you does have a different mindset, if everyone is of the mindset that, you know, working on those long hours, answering emails at any time of the day during the weekend is the only way to be successful? Yeah, there's this, there's this cultural norm that says, and we've all heard this saying, you know, the early bird gets the worm. Um, you got to put in the sweat equity. And if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Uh, success comes from outworking your competition. And this model is what we call the time and effort economy. In this model, you only get results by working harder, right? If you want to accelerate your sec success, just put in more hours. In, in the value economy, you're going to succeed by creating value for your company. And you need time to create value, but you need a different kind of time. Um, you need blocks of your best uninterrupted time to focus on those things that you do for your company that create the most value. Uh, low value email, third party requests. Yeah, you'll get to them, but only after you've invested the best hours of your week into your highest value activities. Um, low value stuff is going to get remnant time, but not your best time. Um, in the book in chapter two, David talks about the time value matrix. And I love this subject because we make it very clear about the time broken down. D time is 80% of wasteful time that produces 20%, only 20% of your total return. C time is the 20% of your time that produces 80% of your results. But B time is that highly focused 4% that's going to generate 64% of your results. And that's what we call your sweet spot, B time. A time is the top of the pyramid, the magic 1%. Fully 50% of your results are going to come from the A time activities. So A time, if you look at it that way, has a relative value of 200 times that of D time. And I'm curious, do you often find yourself when you're talking to others about the freedom formula who say they have a hard time explaining this concept to maybe their managers or their team, especially if they're used to, you know, like everything is high priority, everything deserves as much time as you can to devote to it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and most of us, I think, are in the position of trying to help other people um, work less, have more results. So yeah, it can be very difficult to bring the team members on and bring family members on to this new way of thinking, but I think it's extremely important to do that. Absolutely. 
And accounting professionals, of course, understand the value of time, especially for those who are working in tax at this time of year, they are pretty busy. So how would you say that they can apply the freedom formula to their professional life? And I think the best way to answer that is to give an example. Um, one of the, the clients that we co coached, they were a firm of three CPAs. They had a staff of about 12, 12 people in addition, so about 15 total. And they were so busy doing monthly write-up work, bookkeeping services, the tax practice that they had, they never really stepped back and looked at their business as a business owner. Um, they thought, I'm right in the middle of, you know, we're knocking out client work, we're doing billing work, work that we're billing through in a monthly retainer service with our monthly write-up work or a fee-for-service basis for that tax practice that we have. But when we had them step back, it took several hours to do a margin analysis. And this is really important. They looked at each of their clients based off of gross profit margin. And it came down to that their people, their clients were in three categories. Um, Group A were very profitable and they were a pleasure to work with. They paid their bills on time. They were a joy to work with. They kept good records, which made them a great client, someone easy to work with. Group B were fairly profitable, but not quite as profitable. They were tougher to work with. Either they didn't pay their bills right away or their bookkeeping wasn't quite as good. So it took more resources to do the monthly reconciliations and write-up work that they did. So as a result, their margin was less, still profitable, but less. Uh, the most interesting finding was that they had a group C. And I'm sure some of your listeners will relate to this, but over a quarter of their clients were negative gross profit margin, which means that these people, not only were they difficult to work with, in many cases, these were people who didn't pay their bill for six to 12 months, but they were actually losing money on every single one of these clients. So in essence, they were paying money to deal with the client that they didn't even enjoy working with in the first place. The first response from them was interesting. It's like, what do we do? We have to have them. We have to cover certain overhead for the revenues that are nothing. But what we pointed out to them was that they were losing money on them. But, you know, you're scared if you don't have the revenue, you won't have anything. So with some direct coaching, we had them work through a phase increase with pricing to the Group C folks. They were given a choice. Immediately, we're going to raise pricing or we're going to reduce the scope of services so that now you're profitable for us and you need to be paying on time, period. So in other words, if we can't turn you into a group A or B client, then you're going to have to work with somebody else. And, and some clients did, some clients left. Most clients stayed with them with the price increase. And, and that was the most common thing. Some stayed with a reduction in services, so they did become profitable. But all in all, that probably took them close to 15 to 20 hours to figure that out and communicate that with these clients. But what it meant is hundreds of thousands of dollars of additional revenue for their practice. So if you look on a per hour basis, they made 20 to 50 times more profit, more value for each hour they did this piece than just doing a typical billable hour. And that really is the difference between the time and effort economy and the value economy. I hope that makes sense. It does. It sounds like it's about really being intentional where you spend your time and then kind of having the almost, I'm going to say bravery to kind of cut off the areas where, like you mentioned, that uh, 
CPAs were actually losing money on certain clients because of how long it was taking them, how difficult they were being, you know, having that intentionality combined with, okay, there are areas that we need to remove. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes a business owner is so busy doing the job of doing their business that they just don't have time to step back and take a look at the overall picture. And with all of the growing responsibilities that someone might have, depending on their role, how can they work smarter when it seems like like we're talking about, you know, removing things or lessening time spent on things that don't provide a lot of value. But when someone has a ton of responsibilities, how can they figure out this is how I can work smarter? Yeah, Jessica, I, I call it my um, buffet strategy of time management. Um, when I used to go to a buffet, I may want to go first to the dessert tray or the ice cream machine, <laughs> but I know if I do that, I'm going to have nothing but junk food. Um, most of us in our business life, we fill our plate with junk food. The most important plate of food, though, is really that first thing we put on it. So if I can fill that plate with even just one hour or three hours in the course of that day with something that actually matters first, then the other junk stuff I put in there doesn't hurt me so bad. At least I've filled up and I've gotten the value from that nutritious piece. Um, we call it a focus day versus a push day. Um, I pick one day a week, one day a week, let's say it's every Thursday, and I block off two hours to four hours, one chunk, one day a week, and I start there. And then I make sure that during that chunk, I only do my most valuable activity or activities. And it, it might only be one or two things, but if I know I can count on that every week for 45 or 50 weeks out of the year, you're going to get an amazing result from that. Um, the first thing I do for my week is I make sure I've got one focus day with a two to four hour block. And then each of the other days, I just give myself like a one hour block. So all I'm carving out is five to 10 hours in the course of an entire week. Even just five hours done that way, those five hours will probably give me more value in terms of actual accomplishment than the other 45 hours put together. And we've talked a lot, Gwen, about, you know, working with your team, um, working with clients, how valuable is it to have someone that supports this approach, this lifestyle uh, for it to be successful? It's very important and it's helpful too. I mean, we suggest that you work with your team and break your organizational chains about what the givens are for how you work and where your time and attention really go. Um, we encourage firms to challenge the status quo and then create an opening that there may be a better way of doing things as an organization, a way that's gonna allow each member of the team to do their best work and still have a life. Um, the bottom line is if you, if you do wanna go faster, you've gotta engage the full buy-in and support of your team. Um, your team, their talents, their best abilities, their creativity, that's the fuel that rockets your company forward faster. And you mentioned every member of the team uh, doing their best work. 
So I'm wondering, is it possible, no matter where you are in your organization, um, maybe you're an executive and you have a lot of different responsibilities, or maybe you are, you know, lower on the hierarchy chart and you have a manager and a lot of other people to answer to, um, is it possible to be successful with this approach, no matter your role? Absolutely. Um anyone can use these principles in any organization, in any role that they are in the organization. Um, anyone can build a focus day for each of their team members, even if it's only, let's say, a, a two-hour block every Tuesday. And that can give them a taste of what they can accomplish with some uninterrupted focus time. So coach your team to build their own time value matrix so that Everybody understands, and you can start with this very easily, everybody can understand what their A, B, C, and D value activities are. Yes, absolutely everybody in the, in the organization can do this. And what advice would you offer for those who are listening and they, they love the sound of the freedom formula? How can they uh, best integrate it into their life? Where should they start? I would think the first step would be make building an owner independent level three company a stated goal of your business. Start with that goal. It's not an overnight move, but at least it's a longer term commitment. Um, secondly, I would say claim back some of your best time by taking one focus day each week. You can start small and then you can build from there. Um, thirdly, I would say get a business coach, reach out, to find somebody to help push you to perform at your best and then help you avoid expensive trial and error mistakes that most business owners make. And fourthly, I would say, start now. Um, the timing in a business is never just right. It's never the perfect timing and you don't need it to be perfect. You just need to get moving and start taking action. We have uh, some of our best tools on a website that you can go to. It's www.freedomtoolkit.com. You have access to a collection of business success tools. You can receive regular updates, articles, some ongoing invitations to some web-based trainings that you and your key staff can leverage as you learn to work smarter, not harder. Once again, that's www.freedomtoolkit.com. Thank you to Gwen for taking the time to talk to me more about the Freedom Formula. Is this something you'd like to embrace in your career? You can let me know at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O, at ohiocpa.com. And don't forget to follow us wherever you download your podcasts. Thanks for listening.